Five o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In five, four, three, two, one. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. go hey we could hear that song tonight right ben i think there's a good chance say hey to ben byram ladies and gentlemen producing the show today hey ben and we've got a action-packed edition for you here congratulations the rose rampants getting to the state championships for the first time i think since 08 uh, but they are uh, there. They shut out Conley last night, five to nothing on Conley's home field, and the uh, Bonds kid, little lefty, threw a no hitter till what the sixth inning. Pretty cool stuff. Congratulations to the Rampants. And look, uh, Conley and Coach Mills, they got a a heck of a program. And as he documented yesterday when we talked to him, they're going to be back uh, next year and be really, really uh, great again because they had a lot of young guys on that roster, a lot of juniors. Uh, they're going to be uh, tough to contend with next season as Conley, but Rose uh, with an opportunity to uh, take on Cox Mill. The games will be played down in Fayetteville at Fayetteville Tech. Uh, I, I've heard some reports that the Fayetteville Tech field might be a little rough because of, uh, I guess, the grounds crew there wasn't expected to get this event, and they got the event, and uh, we'll see. Uh, you know, they were trying to rehab the field from the season, and We'll see how it all shakes out down there, but uh, they'll play. They'll play tomorrow at this time, and then uh, we'll play again on uh, Saturday. We'll run through all of that for you. We're also going to talk to Clay Medlin, who assists the legendary Ronald Vincent's the Rose AD. Tell you about tickets and all that good stuff uh, coming up. Uh, we've also got uh, speaking of legends, Mick Mixon on today. Uh, Mick, uh, what has it been about ten days ago? Re- announced his retirement, maybe a week ago. Announced that he would not be uh, coming back. After this season, as the voice of the Panthers, so kind of a, uh, a retirement uh, tour for Mick. So we will uh, we'll catch up with Mick, and uh, I'm sure he won't want to talk about himself, but we're going to force him to. Uh, we go now to the phone lines, uh, however. Our great friend Mark Miller, the uh, uber-successful uh, award-winning morning man on 107.9 WNCT, uh, joins us uh, here. Hey, what do you know? Another gorgeous evening for uh, our uh, concerts on the common down at the town common tonight night years and when we were going to have night years it was raining sideways that day but not today <laughs> just bright sunshine and a great band tonight what's up mark hey what's going on patrick it is perfect out here i think this is the absolute best day we could possibly pick it's not too hot it's not too humid at all it is just an absolute dream to be out here today getting ready for the concert of common night years a uh, a north carolina band if you do not know them very well you get down here and they will play songs that you do know very well stuff from uh, bruno mars to michael jackson they'll go back a ways they'll go uh, to some new stuff kids are going to love it adults are going to love it and uh, it is just uh, we're, we're gearing up already we got people placing their lawn chairs down 
The tents are up with all of our great sponsors who are here, all, got all kinds of fun stuff that you got in those tents. And we invite you to come down here, and it's absolutely free to park your behind right here for a great show. <laughs> um, Mark, uh, what a crowd for Liquid Pleasure last week. Yes. What a party last week. I would anticipate a lot of the same. This is probably one of the, uh, you know, a lot of folks, a lot of our neighbors are getting ready to, to maybe hit the road tomorrow or this weekend for a vacation week next week. So this is a great way to sort of kick it off uh, tonight. So I think we'll see a lot of people out there again. And I, and I tell you, uh, we got everything you could imagine under the sun. You've got, uh, you got food trucks. You got yeah. uh, plenty of uh, uh, there's like the ice uh, or the ice cream or something for the kids. I was reading. Oh, sunset uh, slushes here. Yes, slush. Yes, yes. Talk uh, about got that because that's great. For the adult, yeah. the adult beverages are like sunset slush for adults. <laughs> really good. No matter what, you're going to get quenched here. And uh, I look up and I see all the food trucks on uh, on First Street. It, it really it's a great scene. And and the crowd that came for Liquid Pleasure really wanted to dance. There's not going to be a drop-off in that at all tonight. It's a, that same kind of party band and party vibe that you're going to get tonight. If that's what you're in the mood for, where people are wrapping up work right now, getting ready to uh, maybe head home. Now, man, you've, been, you've been at home. You know what that's like. Get out here. Everybody can get together and watch a great show, have some great food, and enjoy each other's company, which is something we, are, uh, we really enjoyed last week. It's great to have that aspect of things back, you know? So tonight uh, on the Town Common, it's a uh, concert on the Common, the uh, Greenville Toyota Amphitheater. Uh, it is Night Years, which is a fantastic act. Uh, lots of uh, songs that you'll recognize, and they perform them with a great deal of pizzazz. It is free. That's the great yeah. thing about it. Lots of food trucks. As Mark noted, Sunset Slush for the kiddos and Bud <laughs> Products for the adults. So everybody's covered uh, tonight. And it's a, real, it's a real great sense of community. Now, uh, they have a young lady... Uh, who's in their band. And I remember her from American Idol, Magistry Rose, uh, who was like yeah, a top right. 10 performance. Uh, yeah. 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 How about that? That's pretty cool. I can remember because I was doing a couple of radio stations ago. I was still in North Carolina doing radio. And I remember <laughs> seeing her and realizing she was a local product. And it was like, I remember it being a very big deal and watching her every week and, and kind of enjoying her success and uh, to, to meet up with her here, you know, Seven years later, it's going to be really cool. Maybe you saw her as well, and you want to cheer her on here. One of Eastern North Carolina's own, who has clearly made it big. By the way, you see this band all over the place. So uh, it is an well, awesome storyline. And this is like another another double-digit piece band. We got uh, it's a ten-piece band tonight. Yeah. Believe, so there you go. <laughs> yes, That's exciting. Do. Yes, we do. They are going to uh, in a very similar style, sort of like that dancing making you move, making you groove type of style as we had Liquid Pleasure with the, with the whole uh, brass section and everything. <laughs> You're going to get a heavy dose of that tonight, too. All right, the great Mark Miller, 107.9, Morning Rush host. Uh, you listen to him every morning, 6 until 10. All right, I'm going to – a quick deviation to sports before we do the hard sell. Oh, and God. look, okay. I've, al I've, <laughs> always thought, I've always thought the Cubs should have hired two, two guys that have managed the Phillies, Sandberg and Girardi. <laughs> I always I wanted my beloved Cubs to hire Sandberg and Girardi, but I mean uh -huh. your guy Joe Girardi, who's got a little edge to him. What's he trying to do to Scherzer? What 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 up with that Miller? Uh, I don't know. I listen. <laughs> I am. So, I really wanted to just not go to sports. I, I, last week I talked about how frustrated I was about the Sixers, and then it got worse from there. 
And then right. I took like a day of mourning the Sixers, and then you got Joe Girardi forcing the umps to rub Max Scherzer's head. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna I need to take a break from sports for a while. I'm done. <laughs> I am done. Scherzer, Patrick. Scherzer was gonna uh, unrobe. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> And yeah, he's a this maniac. Is the first time I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, I wake up the next morning and a bunch of Major League Baseball players pulled down their pants last night. That's the main story. I was like, what the heck happened? It just it makes Crazy. you wonder. All right. Uh, Mark Miller, Morning Rush, 107.9. <laughs> he's down at the uh, Town Commons. Concert on the Common tonight. Give us the hard sell here, Mark. Concert on the Common. Greenville, Town Common, 6 p.m. Get here a little bit earlier than that. Make sure you get your uh, prime spot here because... All of Eastern North Carolina wants to get to this show. A great danceable show that is 100% free, and the adults and kids are going to love it. You've got food. You've got drinks. You've got uh, goodies for the kids, too. And it's just a chance for the community to once again get together and just enjoy it. We've missed it for a very long time. We had a taste of it last week. Let's get it again. We'll see you here. Hey, Mark, uh, good to talk to you, and we'll do it again uh, next week before... One of my favorites, the chairman of the board. Right. So we'll do it all right. again next week. Yeah, great, another great concert. But enjoy tonight, not yours. It'll be a lot of fun, folks. Thanks, Mark. Take care, man. All right, there he goes. Our pal Mark Miller, Morning Rush. Uh, we're going to get Clay Medlin on the phone uh, here. So real guest heavy in the first uh, couple of uh, segments of the show today. Uh, Mick Mixon coming up. Uh, the uh, Pirates, meantime, Ben, uh, unveiled uh, their, uh, apparently unveiled, their uh, their new uniforms. They put a social media post up of the guys with their uh, phones taking pictures of it, or maybe getting it for their stories. So we were checking all the social media to see because you know a freshman's going to put the story up. But then an astute uh, tweeter indicated that you could see the purple and gold uniform from Adidas there, kind of like hiding in plain sight of the crowd. So I'm assuming they weren't looking at the purple when they'd already looked at it. Maybe they were looking at the whites, or uh, maybe they were looking at the uh, black unis, or maybe an all-gold uni, uh, perhaps. Maybe they were looking for that. I don't know. But uh, that is up, and we've got the post uh, reposted, retweeted, if you've not seen it, on uh, 94.3thegame.com's Twitter and also 94.3thegame's uh, Facebook uh, feed uh, here. All right, let's go back to the phone lines uh, now where uh, my pal Clay Medlin, Rose AD, which was a great hire a few years ago, and uh, he's uh, been a longtime uh, Rose guy and a longtime assistant to the great RV. Uh, congratulations, uh, Clay, on the rampants uh, shutting out Conley and getting back to the state finals uh, with the big win last night. Thanks, Patrick. Good to talk to you, man. Yeah, it was a um, <clears throat> awesome atmosphere last night. You know, really good for Pitt County, really good for Greenville. Um, you know, I think there was over thirteen hundred people there, and yeah, I mean, beautiful weather, beautiful weather. Just a really good night overall, and uh, a really good night for the Rampant. It was, uh, and uh, a great crowd. I mean, it was, uh, it was, it was something. Uh, as you said, uh, thirteen hundred. We we heard about eleven hundred tickets sold right before first pitch, uh, and then you know it heard the crowd at twelve hundred, and then thirteen hundred seems to be a, a number that a lot of people are settling on. I mean, there were even people uh, sitting or standing on ladders uh, in in the outfield yeah. uh, to get to get a perch yeah, last night. Yeah. It was fairly standing room only. You know, it was it was funny because Jason Mills, the coach at Conley, he called us yesterday afternoon and said the field was probably a little too wet to take batting practice on. So we stayed and hitting the cages at Rose, and they hitting their cages, and 
we got over there just about an hour before game time, about 5.50. And when we pulled up, Patrick, there must have been seven or 800 people there already. You know, and the, Wow. You know, that, that's, a real, that's a really cool thing to see when you pull up on an activity bus and the line's wrapped around the, <clears throat> the field and you know, people are in chairs and stands and everybody's cheering as you walk in and calmly walk. I mean, it was just a really, really cool atmosphere for the guys last night. We got uh, Clay Medlin. Uh, he is the uh, Rose AD, helps with the baseball uh, team there, and uh, is uh, is the modern-day Mr. Rampant. Hey, tell me about uh, Tyler Bonds, who uh, spun a no-hitter to, what, the sixth inning last night? Yeah, I, I, he gave up a, his first hit in the fifth or the sixth, and then he gave up another one in the seventh. But, uh, you know, Tyler Bonds was a story last night. You know, we hit well, and we got a few hits, and we got some runners on and scored some runs, but... I mean, Tyler Bonds was the man again, and, and Tyler's been really good for us all year. And, um, you know, he, he's, he's gotten better as the season's going on. Yeah, he's not, you watch him pitch, Patrick, and he's not one of those guys that wows you with anything, but you watch him pitch for five or six innings, and he gets everybody out. You know, he throws two or three pitches for strikes. He, uh, you know, he's the one guy that we, no, well, no, he's not the one, but he's the main one, I guess, that we feel like we could throw him in front of. 1,300 fans last night, and he doesn't know how many people are there. You know, he's not rattled. <laughs> he's not he's not uh, fired up. He's not low. He just kind of keeps that even kill and, uh, and and just pitches, and he does such a good job. He didn't walk anybody, and that's the name of the game. You, know, you throw strikes, and you can get out. All right, uh, Clay Medlin with us here. So Rose will take on Cox Mill for the state championship. The series begins tomorrow down in Fayetteville at J.P. Riddle Stadium. I had a lot of people asking me last night uh, where, where they were going to play and uh, ticket information and all that. So what would you tell uh, the folks as far as the ticket information? And by the way, the first game uh, is set for 5 o'clock uh, tomorrow down in Fayetteville at Riddle Stadium uh, and then 11 a.m. on Saturday for game two. If necessary, game three would be played at 5 o'clock. So uh, what, what would, what's the ticket situation, Clay? There, uh, the High School Athletic Association is selling everything on GoFan, which quite a few schools went to this year, so a lot of people might be familiar with it, but it's a fully online um, ticket agency. There will be a barcode that you can scan at the gate when you get there tomorrow. So you can pre-purchase your tickets. You can go to GoFan.com, G-O-F-A-N.com. Um, and if you go there, you search NCHSAA, and all of the playoff games will come up there. So you can pre-purchase the tickets. You can buy the se- uh, series session, or you can purchase single-game tickets, or you can purchase them at the gate using GoFan. There's no cash involved. Um, so gotcha. it's all online and all used by debit or credit card, but it's all sold on GoFan. So GoFan.com and just search NCHSAA, and uh, it'll you'll, you'll find the game. It's going to be Rose and Cox Mill. Uh, and then again, tomorrow at 5 o'clock. Now, we understand that's a tough time for a lot of people to, to maybe make it on a Friday. Uh, so obviously, uh, if you can't uh, do that but you still want to go to the series, you can always go on Saturday. And uh, as Clay just explained, you can get session tickets or just the, uh, the tickets for uh, that game on Saturday. That's available there. Uh, uh, Clay, uh, anything we need to know about Cox Mill going in? Obviously, uh, they like the Rampants are a very good team. If you've made it to this point, yeah, correct, Patrick. You know, at, at this point in the season, it's it's literally fifty fifty. You know, it's two teams left, but they're good. Um, they're fifteen and three. You know, we're fourteen and four, so we've got fairly even records. And 
you know, at this point in the season, Patrick, either you're playing somebody that's really good or you're playing somebody that's playing really good, and both of them are dangerous. But, um, yeah, we spent a lot of the morning trying to find some stuff on them, and they've got some, they've got some really nice players as well. They've got two really good pitchers. Uh, we'll see a right-hander tomorrow is what we're expecting, and he's um, yeah, everything we've heard, he's in the low 90s. So he's going to be somewhere around yeah. 91, 92 miles an hour tomorrow, and he's good, and um, they've got some really nice hitters with some really nice averages. They uh, they like to run the bases a little bit. They they try to get on and steal and move some people over. So it's uh it's going to be a fun game. Yeah, they they seem a lot like us. You know, we like to do the same thing. We well, once we get runners on, we try to we try to you know move them from base to base, and whether it's stealing or bunting or hitting and running. And so I think you're going to see two teams that are. Uh, somewhat similar in style of play, but they're going to be good, Patrick. They really are. It's a newer school in Concord. They're mm-hmm, only about mm-hmm. 10 or 11 years old, but um, mm-hmm. but they've had a lot of athletic success here the last few years in basketball, baseball, volleyball. It kind of seems like they're they're coming along in a lot of different sports. So yeah, I, we, suspect I've, I've, they'll, they'll, yeah, we suspect they'll be good, and this will be a fun series. Yeah, I, I think they were in the volleyball again this year. They, they were they the ones that played Conley. Maybe they were. They maybe they weren't. I don't know. But uh, I do know they that were, they have yeah. been. Yeah, they 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 lost to Conley. So hopefully they'll lose to another Pitt County team to end the uh, the championship <laughs> season uh, tomorrow. Hey, uh, uh, Clay, again, uh, give folks the uh, the four one one where they could get tickets to go to the game either tomorrow night for the whole series or if they can only make Saturday at eleven. Uh, the, again, Rose is going to be playing Cox Mill for the championship down in Fayetteville at Riddle Stadium down there, uh, 5 o'clock for game one tomorrow evening. Uh, give everybody that uh, web address again. Yeah, they'll go to GoFan.com, G-O-F-A-N, GoFan.com. And when you get there, there will just be a really big you know, search bar in the middle. Type in NCHSAA for the North Carolina High School Athletic Association. And um, There you go. When you pull that. That, that that link up it'll bring up all of the four state championships for baseball and click the rose versus cox mill and uh and it'll give you your option to buy a single game ticket or the or the season session pass so and uh and if you can't if you don't want to buy them you know if you're not sure you're going to be able to be there and you get there last minute you will be able to purchase them at the gate using gofan as well okay uh but you do need that gofan uh app if you will or gofan web address hey uh one last thing Correct. for you before we let you go, because we got to get McMixon on. Um, uh, Marvin, has he come down off cloud nine here? Is Marvin doing okay? <laughs> Marvin was excited last night, Patrick. He was. And it, like you, I, I heard you say before, <laughs> this is the first state championship we've been to since 2008. And, you know, we, we've had some really good teams since then, and but it's so hard to make it there. But he was excited last night. RV was excited. You know, after the game, it's funny, RV. So, yeah, man, that, that was good. And then, you know, about two hours later, we talked on the phone. It was well after midnight. And he said, man, how about that? We're going back again. You know, it, it just, yeah. It's yeah. like you said, Patrick, it doesn't sink in at first. You just kind of kind of live in it. And then three or four hours later, after you've made your phone calls and answered all the texts and all this stuff, you finally have a chance to unwind. And you think about it say, holy cow, we're going back again. So this is um, – it's good for the school. It's good for our players. You know, we're excited. The guys are – guys are pumped up and it's something that we had in mind all year and um you know we we uh we're playing we're playing like we ought to now and and uh we uh, we've got a we you know we got a 50 50 chance now <laughs> you know yeah, to get there, there you, you go. got a chance and we've gotten there so 
Got to win two more games. Hey, uh, Clay, thanks for the time. Thanks for the ticket info, and uh, we'll continue to pass that along. And uh, we'll also, uh, I think, going to try to get a hold of RV tomorrow, earlier in the day, and uh, have that for the folks tomorrow. So, hey, uh, thanks for uh, taking a few minutes with us. We'll catch up with you soon. Best of luck. Sounds good, Patrick. Thanks for everything you do and the coverage for the uh, youth sports around our area. All right. Thank you, buddy. There he goes. Uh, Clay Medlin. All right. A quick break uh, because we got to get Mick Mixon on the other side. Uh, we'll talk to the outgoing voice of the Carolina Panthers when we return. Videos, articles, and what's going on in the Pirate Nation. I thought that's what Facebook updates were for. Like and comment on 94.3 The Game's Facebook page right now. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on 94.3 The Game and 94.3thegame.com. Greenville's top sports show is back. Well, isn't that special? The Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Really great uh, evening of weather. Nice uh, temperatures. Nothing too bad. Uh, looking at a little bit of a chance of rain tomorrow. Same for Saturday, but temps uh, below normal where they are this year. And uh, it is gorgeous right now, uh, 80 degrees. Uh, a little warmer than that, actually. Uh, 83 degrees uh, in Greenville. Get ready for the concert on the Common tonight. We uh, go to the phone lines uh, now, and we welcome in uh, a longtime friend, one of the really uh, good guys around voice of the Carolina Panthers. It is uh, Mick Mixon who recently announced he's going to retire after uh, this season. Mick, you're too young. You're too on top of your game. You're you're like Seinfeld. You're leaving in your prime. You're leaving on top. <laughs> Let me take my cough drop out and uh, talk to you <laughs> about all this. I had a little something jump on me at the, the beach. I feel good, but if I cough occasionally, I'll try not to do it on you, but <laughs> you know, one thing that uh, you know about me, Patrick, I love music and, and playing in cover bands for years. The One of the first laws of cover band physics is you don't overplay. You want to leave them. You'd rather leave them chanting at you one more song, one more song, than you would have the manager come over with his thumb dragged across the throat in a cutting motion, telling you, pointing at his watch, telling you you should have been done 20 minutes ago. <laughs> so my goal is to do one more season. I'll be 63 and a half in, let's see, no, I'll be 63 in October. Right. And, and then take it to the farm. I think it's going to be great. I'm looking forward to the next stage of, as Tennyson wrote, uh, the last of life for which the first was made. My wife and I have grandkids. I got a tractor out here with a, with a loader and a brush cutter on the back of it, the loader on the front, and I got to wreak havoc on some vegetation and listen to the <laughs> Panther games to see whoever, whomever the uh, the Panthers hire to sit in the chair. I can't wait. Yeah. Well, hey, at least we get to enjoy one more uh, season of the uh, docile tones of the great Mick Mixon, uh, who joins us uh, here. Uh, I, I know it's not about you, and you don't want to talk a lot about you, but uh, we're going to talk a little about you here. Let me uh, Let me ask you this. Would you say the farm... As I understand it, you're going to be uh, kind of uh, moving back a little more towards uh, uh, the Triangle area, Alamance County. you got a plot of land out there. Is, is that uh, part of the plan? Oh, heavens, yes. Yes, I, uh, I'm from Chapel Hill. That's my hometown. And I grew up, I think I've told you that I did not grow up in the Great Depression, but my father tried to simulate it. 
at a 2313 <laughs> Honeysuckle Road in Chapel Hill. But I, uh, I'm married to Alamance County girl, and the five feet of hell that I'm married to, she's just the most beautiful, soulful thing in the world, and I love her very much. And and um, I'm not a biological father, but add water, stir, and um, my son by marriage and his wife have three grandkids, all all boys, and they're ages two and a half, uh, four and a half, and thirteen. And um, we bought this piece of land, a 1910 farmhouse, on it a couple of years ago. We got a pond out back, and all my life, I've always been one of those nutty guys, Patrick. That I've just, I've always loved old houses. Going back to when I was single digits, year, years old, going to see my grandparents in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. You know, stop at the Stuckey's on the way up and get up some pecan twirls and some peanut brittle and whatnot, and you know, rubber knife and stab your sister with it, and then you get to Pennsylvania, you see these these big trees with these old white houses with the wraparound ports. That's always kind of what I've seen for, what I've hoped for, for a retirement. So I don't want to talk too much about it, but that's, that's yeah. <laughs> excuse me, that's the Hallmark card that I got in my mind, and we'll see if we can get there. All right, repair the voice here with a sip of uh, your your elixir there with you. Uh, give you a chance to do that. I had that jump on me a couple weeks ago, and I'm still kind of shaking a little bit of it. But uh, I got it. And my wife got it. It's it, similarly. I think we got it after we went to the beach. So uh, <clears throat> it just flared up on me there. Listen to that. The great McMixon joining us here on the Patrick Johnson Show, voice of the Carolina Panthers. I, I Again, I don't want to belabor a lot of these points, but, I mean, you can talk about anything. You're such a fascinating guy to, to talk with, Mick. But I found it really uh, – it connected for me. I got it when you talked about uh, – of course, you lost your, your both your parents uh, in an aviation tragedy uh, several years ago, but they never got to this stage in life where you are now, where you can kind of retire and enjoy the fruits of your labor in in the manner in which you're doing. And it seemed to me, I inferred from that, that was, that was something that went into this decision is that you did want to enjoy, as you say, time with the grandkids, time on this uh, piece of land in the old farmhouse that uh, you'd always uh, desired to be in. Is is, is that, is that, am I over dramatizing that? Am I putting too much emphasis on that? It's not the it's not a major part, but it is a part, and I don't talk, I don't I'm not really comfortable talking about myself that much. I tend to be kind of private by nature, but I did tell Darren Gant. I don't really know why I told him. I guess I was just in a, you know, you get a little older and your natural defenses <laughs> um, start to evaporate. But I did tell Darren that my mom and dad died in a United Airlines crash in 1989, July. A DC-10 that crashed in a cornfield in Sioux City, Iowa. They made a movie out of that flight. The pilot did an amazing job to try to save his, the flight, but it, it rolled over at the last. And 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 my mom and dad just random. My father was a chemical engineer. He was in a chemical engineering conference in Laramie, Wyoming. And my mother never, ever, ever went with him on a business trip. I mean, not in my lifetime did I remember her ever going with him. But she went with him on that trip. And so my dad was 57, my mom was 54, and, and, and yeah, I mean, it was, I saw them plan for retirement. My father wanted so badly to be in his shop and, and, and to be tinkering around and building things and fixing things. He loved that. And my mom was an artist, and she wanted to be in her studio painting. And so, yeah, a small part of it is I'm already almost, I mean, I'll be almost 10 years older than my mom was when she passed away when I do say my last words on the Carolina Panthers radio network. So, 
yeah, hopefully you never know. Hopefully you got more life to live, but I just want to, you know, I want to hear a little bit of quiet. I understand. But I, I, I love told, this gig. Don't, I don't yeah. want anybody to think, not that anybody really cares, but <laughs> I don't want anybody to think I'm trying to get away from something. I love, I've adored this, this job. I've been so fortunate and so blessed. I've had incredible gigs. I've, I've loved every second, every flight I've caught, every meal, every practice, every depth chart I've filled out, every interview I've done, every, even the losses have been, have been fun to try to connect Panther fans to. And I'll miss it, I'm sure. Mick Mixon uh, with this uh, final season behind the mic for uh, Panthers football for Mick uh, joining us uh, here uh, today. And we appreciate that. He's playing a little hurt, but uh, we always uh, love to catch up with Mick and, and appreciate uh, his time, his time greatly. You uh, have have worked around and with uh, some of the real uh, titans in, in broadcasting history, but also that have a real uh, impact here in North Carolina. We've also known uh, friends of ours in the business, uh, not only here, but, uh, you know, across the nation who maybe hang, hung on a, a tad too long. This just seems, uh, you know, I, I guess you just didn't, not that you're even close to this, but, you know, you just, you don't ever want to be the guy that's hanging on at the end, I guess. That's part of it, <laughs> I too, know. I have to imagine. My you buddy, know? I don't think my friend Brad, Brad Sham would mind me telling you, um, I'm I'm so lucky to have good relationships with the guys in, in the, the fraternity that I'm in, the other play-by-play guys in the NFL, and Brad Sham is one of my favorites, the voice of the Dallas Cowboys. A couple of years ago, we're playing Dallas, and I'm talking to Brad, and, and I was thinking about this, you know, looking for sort of some runway to land this thing. And I said, Brad, how much, how much longer are you going to work? And he looked at me and he said, until, and I'm going to take the curse words out of it, but just you can use your imagination. He said, until they pry the microphone out of my cold, dead fingers. <laughs> and I thought, oh my gosh, I mean, that's, I, I do not want to be that guy. All, all, a lot of cats that do. I mean, Merrill Reese with the Eagles, you know, he's, I think his social security number is probably, I don't know, one or something like that. He's been around forever. <laughs> I just, and some guys are great, you know, but I saw Woody, you know, Woody Durham, Woody retired. I think Woody was about 70 when he retired. And then soon yeah. after that, he gets this aphasia, this disease of the brain that affects his ability to communicate. And, um, yeah, so there, there are examples everywhere of the, the brevity of life and how fast that train goes screaming down the tracks. I, I think that, you know, there's the old joke by some that say their tombstone's going to say retirement. Brad Sham sounds like one of those guys. Uh, but I, I do think there is a little something to, um, and, and again, you're nowhere near this, but, you know, knowing when it's maybe time to, to you know, maybe not, not do this any longer. And I think that that is, that is something that uh, maybe a lot of people have learned that in the last year. Was this something that you maybe made your mind up, given the way the last year was, that that sort of affirmed some things for you? No, not really, but I will tell you this, Patrick, and, and you know, I trust you that what I say to you is not going to go any farther, <laughs> but, uh, or maybe just out over the radio a little bit. But I, I, you know, you see the industry changing, and yeah. the, the, I'm not on social media. Uh, I would if the Panthers asked me to be, and that's been my posture for a decade. If you want me to tweet and chat and blog and Instagram and Facebook, I will, but I just don't see how the quality of my life or anyone else's could be affected in a positive way by that. I suspect that the the man or woman that takes my place will probably come to the job with 
a lot of Instagram followers and a lot of Facebook likes and a lot of thumbs up and a lot and a lot of that sort of you know build that brand. My my view of this, my world view is is intractable and it's old school. It's not about the announcers. There's thousands of people who could do this, and many of them better than we can. But it's just through luck or through fate or whatever that this organization put their faith and trust in me. So I try not to refer to myself unnecessarily. I don't believe in hokey signature calls. I think that sends the wrong message. I try to let the game tell me what word choices to make. And when the time comes for me to pass this on to somebody else, I'm not going to be naive about the fact that whomever that is is probably going to be very talented. And I just hope that as the years go by, one or two people outside my media family remember that one time I did this job. I think a lot of them will, Mick. Uh, Mick Mixon, uh, voice of the Panthers with us, uh, will be uh, hanging up the headset at the end of the year. You mentioned Woody Durham. Obviously, you got a chance, like our great friend uh, and uh, the guy that – uh, owns this company, Henry Hinton, to kind of worked beside the woodman. So that's that's a little bit of an education in itself. Uh, and, and look, I've always said Woody was so great to me and uh, uh, didn't have to be, but he was always very, very nice when I needed to, to ask him something or, or, or call him up, which that was a these were the old days, Mick, with the corded phones, you know, that uh, they were in a uh, in the wall. And I, was, I had to call Mick and, or call Woody and ask him something. It was it was a little daunting the first few times you do that. And you don't try to abuse that privilege. But, uh, you know, I, I just I look back and I think back when that opportunity presented itself at Carolina for the Panthers. Uh, you were known as kind of the, the guy that was Woody's, uh, you know, analyst. Uh, so that was that was a transition you made, and you made seamlessly. Uh, but obviously, you felt like it was one, and so did the Panthers that you you could make easily, and you did. You're kind to say that. I um, I was so touched when when Woody retired that the 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 the, the, UN, uh, the, the University of North Carolina reached out to me to gauge my interest in coming back to uh, Chapel Hill and. I felt then and, and now that that was not the, the best thing for, for, for me and my, my family and our lives, that I felt like I owed the Panthers <clears throat> a debt that I was going to try for the rest of my career to repay. And I've tried to say yes to every Rotary Club, every Read Across <laughs> America career day in a school, every charity event, everything in the community that, that came to me, that fell to me. You know, obviously they'd love to have – Cam Newton and Luke Keekley and Ron Rivera and Matt Rule and all that, but they can't do everything. So the ones that would fall to me, I would try to get in the truck and drive the miles and be there in person and shake some hands. And I've so enjoyed that component of the job. Woody was great at that too. And uh, and so I hope that the next person that <laughs> that does this, that's the quote-unquote voice of the Panthers, is not just a, a mercenary, you know, ride in, fly in, do the games, 10-5 touchdown, and then leave. I hope right. that they uh, want to try to re- repay the community for the emotional and also the fiduciary investment that they make in their NFL team. Did, uh, when when that job came open, did you did you think you're all right, that I, that that's it, or or I mean, how how did all that? And I, I, this may not be anything you necessarily want to get into, but yeah, you know. But so deep. But you know, how did all that kind of come about? Was, was there a little mutual interest, uh, or did you go ask the the pretty girl for a dance? No, it was a winter of of '05, right around January, and the uh, Tar Heel basketball team was doing well. I was teaching some classes in the School of Journalism and Mass Communications at Carolina. I love teaching my classes. 
I was in a, I was playing drums in a in a cover band that was getting gigs and playing weddings and things and 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 getting some uh, having some fun doing that. And I really wasn't looking to change any of that. And I also thought that there's no way I would get this job. I thought they might want to talk to me that we might even be able to dance around a bit. But at the very end, we might could talk about getting engaged, but we weren't going to get married because I I did not have the NFL football play-by-play experience that I figured that in the end they'd be looking for. But after I, t- I talked to him, I came down for an all-day interview, day long, like 9 to 5, and it's exhausting to have to try to be mm-hmm. charming and remember people's names and shake hands and look them in the eye and all that for a, all day. But I remember driving home thinking that's an exceptional group of people. If I can get that job offered to me, which is I figure would be a long shot, then it's one that, that I need to take because these these are folks at the tops of their games. And, and the bigness of the NFL, that the, that trademark, the, that shield, that crest, NFL, those letters mean something. And um, even even games, Patrick, as you know, between two teams mid-November that, that don't have winning records, the NFL games are still big, and, and, and I felt that then and still do now. We got uh, Mick Mixon here with us. Really appreciate his time here uh, and, and don't want to abuse the privilege of uh, having to speak to him and, and, and wreck his voice or anything, although he's got a few months to recover, so he'll, he'll be okay before the uh, start of the season and with uh, preseason games and what have you. Hey, Mick, uh, it was announced, uh, I guess, last week that uh, uh, with the preseason telecasts and those things have sort of taken on a life of their own, as you know, because you've, you've done them here in recent years, but Steve Smith is coming back to kind of be the analyst for that. I view that as a real positive. What say you on that? Oh, me too. That was great. And um, I had a conversation with Mike Rucker. Mike Rucker and I worked together on the preseason telecast for years. And Ruck called me a couple of months ago and said he'd, he'd notified Raycom and the Panthers and the powers that be there that he was going to retire. He wasn't going to do the, the games anymore. And I said, Ruck, I'm, I, I hate hearing that, but I think that we weren't going to be doing them together anyway because at that time I already knew that Smitty – had uh, had inquired and wanted to do the the, the games and and that uh, he'd be paired with with a guy named Taylor Zarzor to work on the preseason telecast. So, you know, it all t- I think it's all timing out just right. Steve Smith coming back to do these games will be fantastic, and I'm fired up about being on the radio for these three preseason games. We got Kevin Donnelly on the sideline. We got Kurt Coleman in the booth. Jim Zoki and me also on the call. So we're going to try to make the turn down the sound club grow in numbers, even though Steve (laughs) Smith will attract a lot of attention on the TV side. We love uh, Zoke, but I thought Kirk Coleman was magnificent uh, in in his role. Boy, he was underrated really good. He was was really fantastic for you guys and has been. (laughs) Kirk Coleman is the meanest looking guy. I mean, if you just – his default (laughs) facial expression – Looks like he is just going to, I mean, he could just come fly across the room and just tackle you and just twist your head off. But he's the nicest guy in the world. And I've told him before, I said, Kurt, man, just loosen up, dude. It's all right. This is supposed to be fun. Let's have a little fun. And he goes, I am having fun. What's wrong with you? You know, don't you see I'm having fun? <laughs> but I just love working with him, and I love his ability to communicate and, and tell the story of the game and, and the game behind the game. Uh, Mick Mixon is with us uh, here. Obviously, uh, the the Panthers making some uh, off-season moves with uh, the quarterback uh, spot. And uh, we've had uh, the mini camps and the OTAs, and we're getting ready soon for training camp in a matter of weeks, uh, Mick. And 
you know, still some work to be done, I guess, rounding out this roster in certain spots. But uh, how are you feeling about uh, the season ahead right now? If Matt Rule told me to suit up and run down the field and cover a <laughs> kickoff, uh-huh. I would, I would, I would do it. I mean, somebody had to call nine one one, but <laughs> Matt Rule has this ability. Have you vibed into it, Patrick? I mean, this guy, he's got a little bit of Mac Brown, a little bit of Jim Valvano, a little bit of Bobby Cremens, a little bit of Mike Shishovsky. He is a he's immersed in the, the the strategy of football, clock management, time remaining, down and distance, personnel grouping, substitution, countering your own tendencies, metrics, analytics, performance psychology, diet, nutrition, stretching, all that. But he also understands the the, the human side of it. He understands how player A may need to be kicked in the rear end, challenged. Player B may need to have an arm draped around his neck and and built up after practice. So I think that under this amazing natural-born teacher and coach, Matthew Kenneth Rule, the Carolina Panthers are going places. You know, uh, it's interesting. You rattled off a bunch of names there, but they're all college guys. And I get that there is a real kind of collegiate vibe, and I don't mean that negatively, within that coaching staff. And and we're seeing the college game not only feeding players to the pro game, but a lot of now the philosophies and how the offenses are designing things uh, mimic the college game at the professional level. So I I find that kind of an interesting – don't know if that was intentional or not, but I I find that a pretty interesting uh, number of examples that you gave there. Uh, And and that kind of reaffirms kind of my my thoughts about – you know, the way that the things are being run now, but that's in vogue, it seems, in the NFL. See, leave it to you to, to run my comments through that type of, of fine diagnostic filter. And uh, I, I really just said the names. I, <laughs> I didn't really think, okay, these are college guys. But number one is I, I, I don't really like any of the, 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 the pro guys have left a bad some of the great pro coaches have left a bad taste with me because their teams have beaten the team that 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 I help represent and I also thought that maybe it would be more universally understandable if I and perhaps not I mean I hope there's still there's probably generations of people that don't know who Jim Valvano was and who Bobby Cremens is I hope that's yeah. not true but I invite you to google it if you're the Gen Z Gen X Gen whatever and you don't know what Patrick and I are talking about uh, do yourself a favor and, and educate yourself on that. You won't be disappointed. Uh, Mick, what's the plan for you between now and, uh, you know, whenever things get fired up for you for this uh, final run? I'm already starting to pack for training camp. We go to camp, <laughs> let's see, I go to camp probably around the 25th of July. So I'm already okay. thinking about, okay, which pillow, you know, which picture of my wife, which coffee. I got several of these little coffee makers. Which one am I taking? Uh-huh. Uh, which blanket? Because the dorm rooms are, I mean, they're just ice cold, just chilly, and the beds feel like kind of a minimum security prison kind of a kind of a feel. But I look forward to it. I embrace it. And I can't wait. In the meantime, uh, study <laughs> excuse me, study up on some names and numbers. I think fans are going to love J.C. Horn, uh, Keith Taylor, David Moore, Deontay Brown, uh, Tommy Tremble, Davion Nixon. I mean, there's just a lot of... Everywhere you look, there's an enticing, intriguing story. Shai Smith in this rookie class, and then with some of the free agent signings as well, Hassan Reddick and others. I think the Panthers already are much better on defense. The big story last year, Patrick, as you know, 
didn't have anything to do with Teddy Bridgewater losses in close games. The Panthers couldn't get off the field on third down. Yeah, and I yeah. think that'll be addressed very, very intelligently and very quickly this year. Hey, Mick, great to catch up with you. Get a little uh, warm tea and honey and lemon going, and uh, we'll catch up with you uh, hopefully down the road very, very soon. The honor of our visit and of our friendship is all mine, and I appreciate your time, Patrick. Thank you. See you, Mick. Thanks a lot. The uh, great Mick Mixon there. Uh, ben, I tell you what, why don't we break? We'll come back with an update, then we'll come back and wrap things up uh, on the Patrick Johnson Show. Miss a moment. Remember, there will be a test. You can log on to the brand new 943thegame.com for the podcast of the PJ Show. Plus, what's going on with sports in Pitt County and around the globe. And the latest on the ECU Pirates. Log on today. The brand new 943thegame.com. You are dismissed. Pirate football lives on game days right here. Here we go. On, on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. 94-3, the game. Ben Barham here for your 94-3, the game sports update. We start with local high school baseball after shutting out D.H. Conley 5-0 last night. J.H. Rose moves on and will battle Cox Mill for the NCHSAA 3A state championship beginning Friday at J.P. Riddle Stadium in Fayetteville in a best-of-three series. Game 1 is scheduled for Friday, June the 25th at 5, followed by a game Saturday, June the 26th at 11 a.m. And if necessary, there will be another game Saturday immediately following that one at 5 p.m. Moving on to Greenville Little League. Remax and host Lions throwing down in the best of three series for the city championship. Remax is a one to nothing series lead after defeating host Lions 7-5 last night. They're back at it again tonight at 7 at Elm Street Park. For college baseball, the Golden Spikes finalists have officially been announced. The three finalists are Vanderbilt's Kamar Rocker and Jack Leiter along with Arizona's Kevin Copps. The NFL the League has finally decided to allow alternate helmets, but there is a catch as they can only be used with throwback uniforms. The rule will go into effect in 2022. Meanwhile, former All-Pro David DeCastro has been released by the Steelers and is pondering retirement after an ankle injury. From the NBA, Chris Paul has been cleared to return for the Suns from health and safety protocols for Game 3 against the Clippers. The Pacers hire former Mavs head coach Rick Carlisle as their new head coach. And according to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski, the 76ers are planning to move forward with Ben Simmons and are including him in their future plans, but they will listen to trade offers from other teams in the coming days. Wrapping up from the NHL, the Seattle Kraken officially have their first head coach as Dave Hackstall has been awarded the gig after being an assistant coach for the Maple Leafs for the past two years. That's going to do it for your 94th of the game sports update. I'm Ben Byron, the P-Man, to wrap it up after this quick timeout. And... Pirates. Boy, there. Panthers. Good, baby. Very good. The P-Man. Uh, put its pants. This is Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. 94.3 The Game. The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. It's So I mentioned uh, in that Mike Houston spot reminded me of that. That purple uniform with the gold numerals is right in writing is right there in plain sight in that picture uh, that social media put out there. But I guess they were looking at one of the other uniforms. What do you think, Ben? Yeah, no, they're fooling you. It's a plant. They're going all gold. <laughs> all gold, baby. That's where they're going. 
you know, I know ECU's not had a lot of success in the all-whites, but I kind of always thought the, the all-whites looked kind of fresh. I, I thought that was a good look. No, I'm with you. The all-whites are clean. I think they're one yeah. of the cleaner jerseys out there. But that's just not a real – but no combination's been overly successful. I mean, Coach Houston's <laughs> got it going in the right direction. But, you know, I mean, if we're going to be superstitious here, you know, you got to exercise those demons. Uh, thanks to Mick Mixon being on with us. And uh, tomorrow, Rose playing for the state championship. We're going to try to get a hold of RV in the morning, tape a quick thing with him and kind of bring that to you at the beginning of the show. We love RV and we were uh, so happy the Rampants uh, are going back. We, we certainly feel bad for Conley, but we're happy that the Rampants are back in the state championship for the first time in 13 years. And I mean, look, Ben, he's won six titles, all-time wins leader in the state of North Carolina going back. If he wins it this year, I mean, I don't want to start any rumors or anything, but what? What? to me, it's like McMitt, you walk away on top, you know? Might be, RV's got it in his blood though, man. He really does. Uh, we're going to uh, have that tomorrow. Also, Webb Wellman, they've got that great docu- docu-series, the Hoop State series on uh, Farmville Central basketball. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about that tomorrow, our pal Nikki Novak. It'll all be going on. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, hey, great job always by Ben Byram. Thanks to uh, everybody who participated today, and we'll catch you tomorrow on the Patrick Johnson Show.